0: This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good
1: evening and welcome to the Andrea K. Show. I'm so glad to be here tonight, Friday night. This is a special edition of the Andrea K. Show, although any time that I get to spend an hour with my friends and family on Facebook and Twitter and here in the KCBQ studios, that's a special night for me. So I'm glad to, to have this time with you all. The reason why I'm on tonight on Friday night is because my show was preempted Tuesday because of the debate. As though candidates getting a chance to share their positions and voters getting a chance to hear their positions is more important than the Andrea K show. I'm not sure I understand this. Um, but anyway, I was preempted Tuesday night because none other than Salem Media, which is our, our station here is a part of actually broadcast the debates. And so. It's an honor, truly, to be a part of the Salem Media group here, and so um always glad to be here. Sharing this hour with me, in, in addition to all y'all out there, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. Friend me on Facebook. Like my fan page. Uh, sharing this time with me is also DJ Dijon. That's your cue, baby. Hey. <laughs> It's Friday night. You know, we're kicking back here, getting ready to, you know, cruise into the holiday and into Christmas. So keep that mic close to you because I might actually have a couple questions for you coming up because we got lots to talk about. This is my last show actually before Christmas because I'm actually taking next week off. I've got a couple people filling in for me, friends and family of yours out there on Facebook. Y'all know Zach Gustine, funny guy, part of a crazy radio show, Outlaw Radio up in LA. So you're going to want to tune in Monday night and hear. Zach. He's going to be here live Tuesday night. We've got fellow hardcore conservative commentator Timothy Shea, who's actually done a great job helping me produce uh, the last few days of America Trends TV. And I want to thank you all my friends out there for supporting me and watching that as we get into Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday of the year. I absolutely adore it growing up. Um, I cared nothing for Thanksgiving other than mama's dressing because it's just never been a holiday I particularly cared anything about, you know, Big deal. Um, Halloween, great day for me. I got a sweet tooth. Really loved the opportunity to grab a suitcase, uh, not a suitcase, a pillowcase. I would have taken a suitcase happily, too, going door to door, begging for my sweets. But I loved Halloween as a kid. But nothing compared to Christmas for me. I grew up daughter of, of two Marines. And my mother went on to work for the government, and so we didn't have a whole lot of money. We weren't like kids today who get gifts all the time. I mean, Christmas was really special to us because we didn't get a lot of presents throughout the year, and so we loved Christmas. But as much as I loved it, looking back, I'm trying to think on the way here, I was thinking about Christmas and presents, and I was trying to remember what was my favorite gift. Most people can look back and in their childhood and remember the best gift they ever got that made them so excited and the worst gift they ever got. My sister could tell you all some stories about an orange outfit that she got one year for Christmas. That we <laughs> I'm giggling just thinking about it. But my favorite Christmas was actually the year that we, we had the choice to just get money for Christmas and buy whatever we wanted. And that was my favorite Christmas because once we got into our teen years, my parents weren't the best at gift giving. So I got to thinking about gift giving today on the way in because we've been given, think about the worst Christmas gift you ever got as a kid growing up. Maybe you got something from your grandmother and you had to wear it in public and it just really, you know, uh, yeah, horrified you. Or maybe you just had your heart set on getting a particular item and you just really thought you were going to get it and you didn't and you were heartbroken. Whatever your worst Christmas gift was, what the Republican Party handed to us today is far worse than anything you ever got. I can't imagine. A worst smack spitball in the face of a present than what the Republican Party did to us today with this omnibus bill. I got to actually thinking about, I don't know if y'all heard the story recently about a lot of thievery going on as boxes and Christmas gifts are being left on people's doorsteps without signature and people are stealing with them. And somebody got the idea to wrap up a package of something really bad that starts with the letter P And much to the surprise of the thieves when they opened that package, well, you know what? That's what that's what's been handed us by the Republican Party, and I don't care that they're telling us that 9/11 responders with this one point something trillion dollar bill. Oh yeah, it extended benefits uh, for you know 9/11 responders. Something that what's his face Stewart went and asked for. So what? They should have had that already. What do we need to have you know some one point trillion dollar bill shoved in our face for that? Our first responders should have already had that. Just like our military should already have full benefits to be taken care of for life. Then shouldn't be be you know, having to get handouts and somebody pay for them to have track chairs. That should be given by the government just because you put that bow on it. doesn't make it it mean that it's not that same package of poop that was left on a doorstep for a thief. That's exactly what's been done to us. This is worse than any lump of coal and, and Cruz. One of the first things when I heard that this thing passed, one of the first things I wanted to know was how did everybody vote who was in that debate on Tuesday night? And, and, Not to my surprise, Rubio didn't vote. In fact, he hid behind procedural rules. Oh, I was going to try to do this finagling and that finagling with procedures. You know what, Rubio? First of all, I don't believe you. I think you're a liar. I think you didn't want to, you didn't want to have to have your, the truth about who you are. You didn't want your vote on record. But the very fact that you would use procedural kind of shenanigans as an explanation tells me, again, you are nothing but a, a big government guy. A government hack, a career politician who's just a part of the game with everybody else. I love what Cruz had to say. I'm going to get into a couple of the elements of the omnibus bill. It, obviously, I'm outraged because, first of all, it's another trillion dollars in spending. We're supposed to be a government that's fiscally, uh, you know, uh, a party that's fiscally conservative. But Cruz, before I even get into any of the elements, Cruz kind of summarized it best. He, he said that he not only voted no on it, he says he voted Heck no, using another word. Uh, he goes on to say, this is what's wrong with the Washington cartel. He said, Republican leadership has proven to be the most democratic leaders we have ever seen. There is no daylight. I said, I was, I was actually really upset that Newt Gingrich actually came out, even this week, came out and said that Paul Ryan was a great choice for Speaker of the House. Really, Newt Gingrich, you have no credibility to me anymore if you could support Paul Ryan in any way. He is worried. There is no daylight between him and President Obama. I'm starting to think that the conspiracy theories about the beardies growing as to be some kind of support for Islam might actually have some merit to it. Why not believe that? Anybody who would vote in $1.6 billion to resettle as a Republican, to resettle illegals arriving through 2018, he's funding every aspect that Barack Obama wants, bringing refugees here after San Bernardino, after we know that they can't vet anybody here. And there's a, and I said, he came out and he kind of cued to the American people when Donald Trump came out with a great idea and said, Hey, because we can't vet anybody. We don't know who the heck's coming here. We need to stop Muslims from coming here now until the government gets their act together. He came out and said, that doesn't represent our values. Oh, when you say our values, Paul Ryan, you've made it clear to the American people that your values are the same values as President Obama, who I consider not to share my values. In fact, I consider him my enemy because if you don't support the, the citizens of the United States of America and our Constitution, then you're not. I follow the Bush doctrine. You're either with us or you're against us. And Paul Ryan, you are against the American people. Rush Limbaugh came out today and said that it's time to disband the Republican Party. Everybody's hand wringing this week after the debate. Is Trump conservative enough? I don't know if he's really got the conservative creds. Let me tell you, I think that the one good person who's going to benefit from this bill at all today is probably Trump. Trump and Cruz. Because the American people and the Republican party, it's like Cruz said, this does not honor the promise that we made to the American people. I have harped and harped and harped. And I guess I'm going to do it again. That the American people, including Democrats and independents, gave the majority to the Republican party in the, in the midterms because they wanted to close the borders. They saw an overreach from President Obama through the executive orders of amnesty, as well as in the overreach, the way he shoved Obamacare down the throats of people and we're suffering financially for that. And they also so they wanted to send a message they wanted to seal the borders they wanted to repeal Obamacare and they wanted to not have a government that overreach overreaches and subverts the will of the American people and that's exactly what this did I am outraged today thank you Republican Party for this package of lump of coal that was stuck in in my stocking it funds funds sanctuary cities. Let that sink in here we've got a woman who was shot by an illegal. We find out that he's been deported seven times. then everybody finds out like a lot of Americans didn't even know that we've got sanctuary. we're a sanctuary country at this point. Oh come on in you sh you, come on in, guys oh uh, you know oh you you committed some felons. you did this that's fine. stay here. We don't care said the Republican Party. Oh, by the way, here's some food stamps. Here's some health care given to you. We're going to bring these refugees here from Syria. We're going to give them jobs. We're going to give them apartments. We're going to give them medical care. We are we are courting these people and bringing them in here and giving them a king's life. I don't have any of that. I've got Chris Marabella joining me here at the show. We're going to get into some economic talks a little bit later. But we, uh, Trump said it a while back, We have got 18 trillion dollars in debt. We get to 20 and we're dead. And we're bringing all these people in here who many of them want to come here and kill us. And we're not only bringing them here, importing terrorism, but we're we're fattening them up with with as much benefits as we can give them. It's absolutely insane. The Republican Party's gone off the rails. And you know what? They did this and now they're running back into their districts and hiding. They better be hiding. I tell you who should be hiding is. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, Nisty Graham, he was practically crying the other night in the debate about, you know, how he, he needed to fight the war on terror. And, and you voted for this, Lindsey Graham? You voted to bring refugees here who want to come here and kill us? What else does it fund? It, you know, I haven't even had a chance to read through all the aspects of the bill. You know, I've been really crazy. But, you know, I had Ernie White was on... Um, America trends with me last night. And he was saying it even funds Planned Parenthood, too. I probably don't even want to read anymore to find out what this thing's funds. And all the Republican Party, of course, is trying to sell this bag of manure wrapped in a bow as though, oh, well, now we don't have to face a government shutdown. You know what? We need a government shutdown. If this is what y'all are doing to us, shut it down. Shut it down right now. Because I am the American people, there's this fa- false mantra that, oh, we need a government that's going to get stuff done. You know what? No, don't do anything. Stop right now. Because every time you do something, you destroy more about what this country, the fabric of this country from in terms of our culture, economically, every way of our life is under attack. This wasn't just a present. This was this was an act of terrorism on the part of the Republican Party against the party and against the people. I'm glad I'm going out of town next week because I I I might just be who I might not be able to take I- any more of this. Now, listen, we got we to gotta switch to some other gears, actually, because we've got other topics to talk about right here on The Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Coming up, we're going to be talking about probably more of this. We're going to be talking about a Pennsylvania kid who was involved with ISIS. We got to talk about another kid out of Texas. We're going to even talk about Star Wars. We're going to have some fun here as well. Hey, stay tuned. This is The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, KCBQ.
2: It's all right
3: sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at andrea k show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at andrea k Kay, spelled k a y e
1: want to start living better longer levita compounding pharmacy can help proudly improving the lives of over 10000 patients preparing personalized medications with the highest care quality and safety Voted Union Tribune's Best Local Pharmacy. LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990.
3: Got
1: our mm-hmm. That's right. We got it together. We got it together right here on the Andrew K show. I tell you who needs to get it together is the Republican party. Actually, the voters really need to get it together and make sure that we get it right this time. And that's really the question of the day. And, and what is causing so much gnaw boning on the part of Republican voters is, if you didn't know what a mess we were in as a party and what a mess our government was in, you got to know it now after this omnibus bill. Who is the right person to fix this? I think it after Tuesday's debate, or actually kind of going into Tuesday's debate, given poll numbers, we were told that it was really kind of down to a three-person race. Trump, Cruz, and Rubio. Half the people thought Rubio tanked. A lot of half, uh, the other half the establishment people thought that Rubio did a great job. And of course, you know, for me, the barometer is Rove. If Rove says somebody did a good job, then that means that's the establishment guy, right? Well, you know, before the break, we were talking about this uh, monstrosity, this insult that was handed to us, it, this package of coal. I keep wanting to say the real word, what it is that was handed to us by the Republican party today is just so abominable that we are in a mess. Joining me on on today's show is Chris Marbella. And during the break, Chris was asking me, you know, who did I think won the debate? It's it's so tough, Chris, because it's not... We've got to think about two things as Republicans. Uh We've got to think about not only who the right person is for the job, but the whole electability issue because Americans and Republicans want an outsider because they see... You know, you see what happened today with this omnibus and. Um, the American people want an outsider, somebody to go in to shake it up. A lot of people aren't convinced that Trump is a true conservative. I say he can't be any less conservative than Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, who joined forces with Obama to bring terrorists here. You know, the Republican Party right now, the establishment is all, they're just as much about power, just as much about crony capitalism as the Democrats are. It's all about power. They're all a bunch of liars. They're all owned by everybody. Some people say that the, what they like about Trump is that he's not owned by anybody. He hasn't had to spend a dollar and when you don 't have somebody that you owe a favor to then yep. you 've got the freedom to go in and and you know do what's do what 's right and make honest choices. but a lot of people are saying he can 't do what he says he 's going to do, and we don 't need another Obama, somebody who promised the world and you know is delivering you know Raqqa at Assyria to us. And, you know, so I think in terms of and and then also when you when you analyze debates, so many times it gets into being about style versus substance. Right now, I'm still liking Trump and Cruz. What I like about Cruz is when it comes to electability. The the word, the narrative that's getting ingrained about Trump is that he can't do what he's saying he can do. Cruz, because he is an outsider within Washington currently, he doesn't have the experience and the knowledge to know how to get things done, how Washington works, how to work with other people. He knows all the players and and who they are. So. Right now, um, in terms of who won the debate, I'm thinking less about who won, and I'm thinking about who the heck is going to save us, Chris. And right. right now, it's really between Trump and Cruz. Right. What do you
4: think? I agree. I think Trump is going to do a good job. He's got you know a business background. He developed a lot of buildings. He seems to know what he's doing. And I think he's going to work hard, and he knows the issues that, uh, that are facing us. Whereas, you know, I think Cruz... You know, I don't know um, as much about his background, but I think I would go with Trump. Why? Why? Just, just because, because of the business? Just because just... he has the business background and he's telling it like it is. And um, I think he's he's a fighter. And, um, and I believe he's genuine. You know, like you were saying, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan is kind of p- politically correct again. And we need somebody that's a leader that's going to lead. Um, you know, Obama didn't lead. We need somebody that's going to. That's gonna, you know, get us out of the situation with our, uh, with the debt, like you said, and we mm-hmm. need somebody that really doesn't have special interest groups. Uh, I think Bush has a lot of special interest groups with the oil and all that, but right. uh, Donald Trump doesn't have that. No, and I think I mean, that's what we need. We need somebody right. that's strong and is going to stick to their convictions.
1: Yeah, and and people say, well, people are saying they're not sure what Trump's convictions are because he used to be a Democrat. Well, so was Ronald Reagan. And, you know, Zach, who's going to be filling in for me on Monday Night Show, he said he was for Trump, and he said for one reason only. You know, there's so many Americans that are one-issue voters, Chris. We've got so many women that vote because of the, you know, um, being pro-choice. You know what? (sighs) I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but in terms of the whole woman vote, and we're going to talk a little bit about Carly Fiorina, but there's so many people that are one-issue voters. Well, you know what? Maybe we should be one-issue voters, too. Zach Gustin says, look, if the only thing that he does, if we we elect somebody like Trump who truly believes in, in closing the border and truly plans to get it done, if that's all he did. That would be far better than what we have right now as a government. So I'm I'm okay now. I'm starting to think, you know what, there's maybe some wisdom with the one issue voter thing. I just wish it wasn't so stupid in terms of one issue voting in terms of, you know, oh, gee, I want to vote for the first historic election, voting for the first black man or I want to vote for the first woman as though, you know, that's a reason, a place a vote against anybody. That's stupid.
4: You know, Andrea, why I like Trump is kind of what he stands for. Let's make America great again. It seems like you know, for the since Ronald Reagan, it really hasn't been that great. But but you know,
1: slogans are great too. But I like that I like his slogan, "Make America Great Again." We need somebody who can actually do, do it. it, do
4: the job. And right. you know,
1: unfortunately, and just just doesn't right. talk, right? Right. And unfortunately, it is talk. You know, yeah. all campaigns are are sales campaigns. In fact, when I worked in sales, that's what we called our programs sales campaigns it's what it is it's salesmanship and you gotta you gotta figure out um you know who's telling the truth what happened in tuesday night's debate you know rubio took a lot of heat and and took a lot of fire for his past stance with the gang of eight on amnesty but he was able to turn it around against cruz and now the crew says oh i was never for legalization well yeah he was back in 2013 so now you know what there's a little bit of chink in his uh Sincerity and his credibility for me that he wasn't honest. So, you know, we, I I think I'm glad initially I wasn't on board with the fact that we've got 90 million debates and nine people on the stage, but I think it's good because we've got time, Chris, to, Do our due diligence to analyze every candidate. See how they're voting like Rubio. Anybody who could back Rubio today when he didn't have the guts to take a position on this bill. He's showing that he's just another little weasel government hack. Um, I want to move on to another topic. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Andrea K show right here on AM 1170. The answer. Um, This may sound completely off topic. But it kind of ties in for me. I am equally outraged today to find out that in New Orleans, while we have a Republican Party that is giving $1.6 billion to bring in Muslims here who believe in the Koran, which is all about a caliphate, is it a political system? It is worse than any marxist system you've ever seen it is completely totalitarian it is you are either going to become a part of our political system which has a religious component or we're going to kill you and the head of the council for american and international relations care and muslim brotherhood have said their goal is to replace the constitution with sharia there's two forms of jihad currently being waged against us one involves ieds and beheadings that is already taking place in America. And the other is equally, equally uh, despicable and equally. I mean, there's two different ways to die. One, a physical death. And the other is is by being taken over and being under complete control of a totalitarian regime. And that's what Islam is all about. So while they're bringing that here and the Republican Party is writing a check for one point six billion dollars to bring that here, we've got. A movement to scrub America as though our past in America is worse than radical Islam that's beheading children and hanging them on crosses. And we're bringing people. Don't tell me that I've already given the stats. This one, there's $1.8 billion Muslims around the world, and, and, and there's only a small percentage of them. You know, it's a really a religion of peace. No, w- not when we've got 90% of Muslims around the world who are anti-Semitic. Not when we have 70% of Malaysians, 80% of Jordanians, 70-something percent of Pakistanis that say that they believe in the death penalty for anybody who does not convert to Islam. That's what they're importing here. Meanwhile, they're telling us, that's great. We let's bring let's bring that mindset here. Let's bring that quote religion here to America, but let's scrub the evil bad history of America. We have right now in my beloved city of New Orleans. This is what's going on down there. Talk about scrubbing of America. They are getting rid of the statue of of Robert E Lee at Lee Circle. Like what are they going to do? You know, what are they going to replace it with? Um, I, I'm starting to, to, I'm thinking all kinds of naughty things that I, that I'm about to say, Chris, don't let me go naughty here. They're getting rid of the statue of PT Beauregard for which I named my baby Bo at city park. They're getting rid of the statue of Jefferson Davis at mid city. They're getting rid of the obelisk that's dedicated to the battle of Liberty at the foot of Iberville street. So we're. Our history in America is evil and horrible. We've got to ban We've got to ban the, the, the sale of the Confederate flag. We've got to take down images that we've had that are historical. You don't have to believe in what Robert E. Lee did or anything that he was about, but you've got to take that down. So we got to scrub America because America is so evil. Meanwhile, we're bringing in this belief system, this political system and importing it here as though that's, that's good. This is what's happening in America. Landrew says, uh, and, and here's where it really gets even worse for me. He says the time surely comes when justice must and will be heard. He says the Confederacy, you see, was on the wrong side of history in humanity. Even if you believe that, it's still something h- historical. You want to talk about being on the wrong side of humanity. The wrong side of humanity is importing Islam into this country. They do not assimilate. We have seen what is happening in Europe. We've seen what they're already doing here. A woman was beheaded at work in Oklahoma because of a, a, of a man who who learned that and was preached that in a mosque in Oklahoma. These th- What happened in San Bernardino is going to continue to happen. We brought in that woman from Pakistan under a, uh, under a visa program that's still in effect. That's what we're bringing in here. It, it, that's the wrong side of humanity and for this country. Landry goes on to say, we the people of New Orleans have the power and we have the right to correct these historical wrongs. First of all, Mitch, how does taking down a statue right any historical wrong? That's not what this is about. This is about the left. The key word there was we have the power. That's what this is about. You liberals are partnering with the, with the Marxists and the Islamists who are trying to, who want to come here and take us over from within for power. That's what this is about. You're not writing any wrong. You're trying to destroy the fabric of America. You've got the Republican party with you on this. And in fact, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about Obama's plans for 2016, which includes action on guns. The left has about a year left, America, to, to really complete the transformation of, uh, of us here. And unfortunately, the Republican Party with the omnibus today is right in lockstep with him. More of the Andrea K Show when we come when back. the
2: night has come, and the land is dark, and the moon is the only light we'll see. all-natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micro market generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine.
3: You're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170 The Answer.
1: The Andrea e. K Show. I'm so glad I got Chris Marbell in the studio with me today because he's talking. He, he's he actually got me laughing during the break, and because I'm so fired up over what's happening. I was talking during the break with Chris about you know New Orleans. I spent so much time at Lee Circle. Uh, Why? Wh- that's where we would always go every year at Mardi Gras. Um, actually, there's a couple little clubs by there. Little bars we'd go and hang out by Lee's Circle for our favorite parade on Sunday night during Mardi Gras and that's Bacchus and I was joking during the break that somebody usually gets shot in the face every year at Bacchus not really but I said I could think of a couple people that should get shot in the face at Bacchus that was a joke people lighten up okay we got to keep it light because otherwise what are we going to do you know and with Christmas time of the year y'all know I'm a Christian and. So I'm going to stay focused in spite of being so upset over, over everything that's happening. I'm going to stay focused and stay positive because you know what? This is still the greatest country. We still have an opportunity to turn it around. We just all, as voters, need to do everything that we can to make sure we're, we're investigating the candidates and, and, and pick right and put pressure on them, uh, as a constituency, you know, um, Headline on Drudge is that Paul Ryan builds a border fence around his mansion, doesn't fund a border fence in the omnibus. You know, you know what, Paul Ryan, I think you better hide behind a fence when you get back into your district because there's a whole lot of people. Yeah, see, they love to hide behind these bills. Um, We were also talking during the break about college students because what's happening in in New Orleans is they're trying to scrub our history. You know, the, the left has done a really good job. And, you know, you control the message and you control the minds. And one of the ways that the left is controlling the message and minds is through the media, through the entertainment industry, and also through our school systems. I'm sure that most of y'all saw... The, the report on Fox today yesterday on Craig sewing show. When I was here with, with Elhoff, we were talking about the Harvard placemats, the that they laminated for the students to take home and have discussions, you know, with your family about social issues. Like why are black people upset in America today? I mean, are you kidding me? You know, by the time I was 12, if somebody tried to tell me what I was supposed to talk about and who I was, I would have said, are you the fact that we have 19 year olds in school that actually, are going along with that program is shocking to me. And now today we find out that Yale had um, a guy, I don't know who was doing this. I think he's actually a Yale student created a fake petition to abolish free speech and the first amendment. And almost every kid he went up to, of course, I don't know how many he went to, but in the video, they were all like, sure, I'll give away my first amendment rights. You know what parents I don't know what happened to the Ivy League. I guess it was so destroyed. I guess it was transformed like in in the same way that Obama is trying to transform America. But if you are a parent out there and you are spending money on tuition to send one of your kids to these schools, I I hope it's because you've got so much money in your accounts to burn that you don't care about getting anything in return. Because if you've got a kid there that's actually willing to sign a petition, you need to get a refund or you need to be be the kind of person who's happy that you can throw a wad of 60 grand on the ground and, and light it on fire because that is abs- either they are too stupid to even know what the first amendment is in which case how did they even get in the supposed great brain trust of the Ivy League or they know what it is and their minds have been so corrupted by the left that you need to immediately get them out of there either way it, this is a disaster in terms of of an education so yeah chris you were saying during the break that that um they're removing history from the schools.
4: Yeah, they're changing the history. You know, the, the true history in in the way they want to see it. Well, yeah, so, and they're teaching the kids that. I know that I. I don't want to say the college I went, but that happened to me. One oh of no, my- was it Yale? No, it was University of San Diego. But I had one. Oh, that's still a good school. Yeah, I had one teacher there that was just really, really liberal. And if you went against USD, at USD and he thats a school for y'all who don't know, we almost got in a fight one day at the school because he was so liberal. And it, you know, it was almost to the point of being communist. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was just totally ridiculous that he was trying to teach everybody his ideology. Right. Instead of, you know trying to be impartial and teach the kids kind of a subject. Everything was right. very political, very liberal. Well, yeah. And, the and it liberal, was like we had to accept it. Right.
1: And liberal mindset, there, there's a couple of things. There's a reason why Barack Obama, almost every time there's a terrorist attack, what does he come out and attack the First Amendment after Benghazi? It, it was about they, they specifically scapegoated in their cover-up to try to hide what happened, they scapegoated the First Amendment by blaming a video, and then he went to the U.N. The future does not belong to those who slander the prophet. After San Bernardino, what what was their first response was to threaten anybody who says anything bad about Islam. Right now, you know, our culture in the South is being completely wiped clean because, you know, that's so offensive. But we're not allowed to speak out against what I consider to be incredibly offensive, which is the fact that these, these Islamists want to completely, you know— e- Destroy me. In fact, I don't know if you heard, there was an imam in Tennessee, Chris, who's a, who's a professor at a university who's on a YouTube video in which he says that um, Muslims mm-hmm. are, by extension of Muhammad, Muhammad's role was to commit jihad. And, and that means that um And by extension, all Muslims are supposed to wage jihad, which means that all and this is in America. And he's a professor at a school in Tennessee. And he said that if you convert, Mm -hmm. if you go ahead and convert to Islam, they're going to be cool with you. But if you don't, then your property and your life is subject to the taking. And that is already here in America. That's okay. But we can we can ban the Confederate flag, but we can't ban the Quran. We can take down a Robert E. Lee statue, but we can't say anything bad about Islam. And that's what's going on here. And that is what's being taught in our schools. Their holy grail for them is a couple of things. It's speech. And it's, and that's one reason why they pushed for the, um, for gay marriage. It was never about the right to marry. They don't care about gay people, you know, and their, and their rights, what they care about was the next step that then they could criminalize the speech of anybody who says, that homosexuality, they want to get at the preachers and the priests and everybody else. Again, it's an attack on speech. Obama has said now that his plans for 2016 mm-hmm. are twofold. One is to close Gitmo. He's they they're releasing 17 today. He says, you know what? It's just a handful that end up going back on the battlefield. You know, see, well, he said so- w-
4: that wasn't ISIS. ISIS was originally all those people that were they they were imprisoned and then they got out and they started they started ISIS. Yeah. At, Guantanamo Bay, right? I think so. And that's where they planned it. And then as soon (laughs) as they got out, yeah, they formed ISIS, and now we're fighting them. Yeah,
1: and they're just they're just another fraternity anyway on the fraternity row. I mean, you know, I think there's a little too much focus on that particular group. It's really the ideology. But yeah, in fact, the the five Taliban supposedly that they released in in favor of um, the traitor Bergdahl, uh, Mm -hmm. they're supposedly now fighting with ISIS. So, you know, Obama, that's the left's mindset, you know? Oh, so it's, so what if, if a handful go back into, well, first of all, there's a handful and then there's a handful. Okay. The reality is, is the estimates are somewhere around 30 something percent, which I don't even believe because how are they tracking these people? Are they taking a poll? Come on. We can't even, they don't even know what's happening in San Bernardino. Okay. They certainly don't know, uh, Mm -hmm. what, what's going on with all these people that they release. They're not tracking them. They're refusing to track anybody anywhere. Um, but, um, the, the mindset is just so cavalier. Oh, so what? You know what, Obama? People die. Mm-hmm. Oh, a handful go back in. What, what happens with the handful? What happens is what we see with children and Christians being marched down beaches mm-hmm. and be beheaded. That's what we see. His other plan for 2016 is action on guns. Well, what does that mean? Action on guns. It means an attempt at some gun confiscation and gun control, which is really about people control. There's no law that they could impose. That would have prevented San Bernardino. All gun control has been proven to do is take guns away from good people. And here's what has given me something happy to think about for Christmas. And buy a gun, by the way. If you want to give a good Christmas present out, buy a gun for somebody you love, okay? Um, For the first time in, in I think, 20-something years, I forgot to bring my article with me, Chris. For the first time in many years, a majority of Americans now are against banning the sale of assault. Rifles, which, by the way, is a misnomer. There's, you, you can't really go in and buy an automatic that just keeps shooting a spray. Um, but anyway, um, over 50 percent now, because you know what? Americans are wise and up, Chris. They know that the way to, to want Americans need to start taking responsibility for our own safety. We certainly can't trust anybody, including the Republicans right now to do it for us. Gun sales went through the roof on Black Friday. Okay. I think they're going to go through the roof on Christmas. We've already talked about the stocks going up for that. A little bit of news. I want to shift into some economics this is one reason why I wanted you here. Okay. Because um, some other news that's kind of gotten forgotten about this week is the feds finally raised the interest rate, but they did it in a really minor way. What does that really mean
4: for us? I just think they're just kind of tapping the brakes. We still don't have much inflation, even though Janet Yellen's saying the economy's still doing good. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of basically. What does that mean, put, tapping the brakes? Well, I mean, they put so much pressure on her, she's got to kind of raise now, but it was already baked in. And okay. that's why the stocks, I mean, it was kind of just a, it wasn't a whole lot of reaction to it. Okay. Um, Is it a step? Or are you
1: expecting them to be raised again soon, or
4: are they trying to step in? I think Step the economy is slight, slightly getting better. It slowed down, I think, a little bit in the third quarter, and now it's starting to go up again. Mm-hmm. You had jobless claims came in right around, uh, down 11,000. Okay. And so they came in at 271,000. The four-week average was 270,500.
1: Well, but we know, you know, and you probably know this better than anybody, mm-hmm. Chris Marabella from Marabella Finance. Um, and before the end of the show, I want to make sure everybody gets your information on, on okay. where to contact you. Um you know, such fuzzy math. I mean, the reality is one of the reasons why Trump jumped to the polls and is starting to, to get a lot of support from, from African-Americans is uh-huh. the unemployment numbers are really in the double digits. They're not reporting all the people who have stopped giving up work and all the people who have decided to file for disability instead of trying to find work. In fact, I, I've uh, got a friend of mine who actually her job is to she's a doctor and her job is to evaluate disability claims. Yeah. And she considers herself an advocate for t- for two people, two groups. One for the truly disabled who truly need the disability and the other, she's also considers herself an advocate for the taxpayers because she says that what's going on right now is people are trying to abuse disability claims because they can't find work. Right. And so, you know, and that's, that's hurting us economically. And it's also, um, it's disguising some of the real ills, you know, that we, that we have here. We're going to take a break when we come back, we're going to see if, you, if Chris Marbella from Marbella Finance has any more economic information to give us. We're also going to talk a little bit about some fun stuff. I guess Star Wars is opening this weekend. we got to talk about that, right? we got to talk a little bit about Christmas, because it's the final segment of tonight's Andrea K Show Before Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. Don't change that dial, though. We'll be right back. I-
3: Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E.
1: Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help
3: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. You know, I think we kind of did it backwards, Dijon. We played Christmas music, I think it was, on Monday, right? Some Howie Christmas guy. And uh, now we're back to some of my happy tunes, but that's okay.
2: Well, I thought, uh, I didn't think you were going to be... Back. I you know, right?
1: Surprise! She's back. Hey, before the break, we were talking to Chris Marbell and we were getting into some economic stuff. And you know what? It's really tricky for the Republican Party because everybody knows things aren't good. Everybody knows that unemployment is way too high. But it's tough to try to get the American people without putting them through a four-year degree in economics to understand the ins and outs. It's complex to get the American people to understand some of the basics and that socialism is not the solution. Taxing more and more and more to give benefits to people who aren't working is only going to continue to make things worse. Chris was telling me during the break with the, that uh, 60% of our, uh, gross, national our product gross national product is, is consumption. consumption. People and,
4: shopping for
1: Christmas. Yeah, and with people out of work and with no money... They're not shopping as much, and so you know the businesses are struggling. So we've got manufacturers, and the
4: orders are down,
1: and so they're down like five percent, right, Chris?
4: Five point nine was the Philly uh, Fed Business Survey. Yeah. So we and need, they're expecting one point two. So right. things were down pretty substantially.
1: So I know that there's a Democrat debate Saturday night. We're probably going to hear about all gun control and all that, and they're going to avoid they're going to avoid some truth to the American people. I'm hoping the next Republican debate is going to be on economics, and we're going to have somebody. Merge. People do trust Trump on the economics, but he's got to start getting he and Cruz need to start explaining more simply to the American people why socialism, which we are we are in the middle of pretty much in many ways why that's not the solution. Why the solution is to get, stop breaking the backs of the manufacturers and the business people, get off this nonsense about um, why they've got to, you know, force wages on businesses to be at a certain level, why all that's bad, and why the solution is not a government trying to create outcomes for people's lives, but to just create opportunity. That's what they got to do. And um, in the final few minutes that we've got on the show, I do want to talk a little bit about Christmas. Because my heart always goes out to the people um, who don't have family to be with, the people who don't have a tree, the people who – I'm going to get choked up – the people who don't have anybody to give them a present. We started talking about presents and bad presents. There's people out there that would rather get the worst present in the world than nothing. If you have the capacity to give, please do so. There's so many organizations here in San Diego that you can give to. You can just give a little $5 gift or you can just – regift something that was given to you. I'm very active in the Rock Church. I know they've got great opportunities and great ways that you can give. There's the Salvation Army, there's, you know, so many different organizations that are great out there. I'm not going to tell you which one to choose, but just if you um go around your neighborhood and knock on doors, maybe and see if there's somebody who's alone and you want to
4: invite them over. So
1: huh. Chris say something. Get, no, that's that's a good point.
4: You you want to uh go to your local Charity. I heard somebody at Salvation Army. Somebody got uh, gave him five hundred thousand. Really? And I think Minneapolis, Minnesota. They just went to what is wow. it? Their little bucket or whatever. Yeah. Put a check in for five hundred thousand.
1: That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, you know what? We are the most generous. You know, they're. they're... Are we the a perfect country Chris where we've got a history that's that's not been great at times but yeah but that's because we're human beings. Right. No human being is perfect so no Nobody country is perfect. perfect no government system is perfect but we are the greatest country in, in the world, and our American culture, which is under attack, is one of the most generous. They want government to be the benefactor of everybody instead of all these private organizations who actually do more good for Americans than any government institution out there, um, particularly Catholic Charities. St. Vincent de Paul here in San Diego does amazing work. So there's so many different ways to get involved. Uh, also, have fun. You know, so many people are excited to go see the new Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fan, Chris. That's not my kind of movie. Are you going to go see it? Are you excited? Yeah, about it? I'm going
4: to go see it for my children, my daughters. But yeah, um, now, you know, I, didn't I, I wasn't go- I wasn't really, really a tech type person in the 80s mm-hmm. when that came out, but there me is either. people that really believe in it. I mean, that that's their life.
1: Somebody dragged me to, okay, for, there were the three in the 80s, then there was three more that came out, and, yeah. which I guess were supposedly in reverse. I don't even know anything about I went to I see, guess
4: Disney owns it now. Yeah,
1: I went yeah. to see the fourth one where yeah. the first one about Luke Skywalker as a kid, I could not have been more bored. You could really? sit me in front of C-SPAN watching a floor vote, and I would have been more interested than that. So I don't have any plan to go see Star Wars <laughs> But I know lots of people are. Hey, Dijon, are you going to go see Star Wars this weekend, baby?
2: Not this weekend, no. I'm going to wait like two weeks because yeah. I refuse to see it with all the fanboys and everybody who claps during movies.
1: Are you? Talk- what are you talking about, fanboys that clap?
2: Nothing makes me angrier than people clapping during movies and like talking and cheering because who are you clapping for? All you're doing is preventing me <laughs> from hearing the movie I want to watch.
1: Well, See, see, I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I didn't know there was such a thing as these fanboys that go and, like, clap. Who claps during a movie? Well, so many Get people during, life, like, man. new
2: releases, they'll clap during movies, whatnot, and so I know there's going to be all these fanboys here clapping and oh, ruining yes. my experience.
1: I don't do that. Well, I, I, well, I, do, I must admit, I have ruined a f- few movie-going experiences for people in the past with my loud nachos. There's been moments to where I took a bite of a nacho chip at a really quiet moment, and got the, got the hairy eyeball from people. So, Chris, uh, yeah. tell everybody real quick about you and Chris and, and Marbella Finance before we so, run out
4: of time. So, Marbella Commercial Finance, we arrange financing for retail stores. Mm-hmm. And I've done over 61 Walgreens. And wow. we're really trying to stimulate the economy. That's what Yay. I do. I, I basically um, stimulate, you know, that money's going to people that work at Walgreens. CVS, jack-in-the-box, so I'm killing two birds with one stone. <gasps> yeah,
1: because more jack-in-the-box. I'm, I'm
4: helping the economy. Yay, we Yay. need more jack-in-the-box. Yeah, right. More jack-in-the-box I ate there yesterday.
1: I, I got my chicken fajita pita. <laughs> you know, eating right was for, I don't yeah. know if they, these guys are still around, but there was a, a about a year to where there was these guys d- doing this daily blog post every day about, I think it was called men's daily eating or something like that, and uh-huh. Um, They said the chicken fajita pita is like the healthiest thing you can get at fast food. So when I'm out running around and uh, what are you giving me the Harry's? I'm getting the stink eye from Dylan. What?
2: Because literally nothing you could ever get at Jack in the Box could ever, ever be considered healthy.
1: I didn't say. Well, okay, it's got to be better than the new chicken sandwich that they've got that has a fried chicken filet, nacho cheese sauce, hash
2: browns. Um, oh, you mean my favorite thing ever.
1: Have you had that?
2: It's so good. It looks so good. You're amazing. talking about the late night munchie yes, meals. Yes, the late night munchie o'clock. meals. So good.
4: Yeah. So Chris, we need more Jack in the Box. I like In-N-Out in personally. I I love, mean, once in a while I get a real In-N-Out craving and I got to go get the, get a hamburger. See, yeah. In-N-Out has
2: the weakest patty sizes ever. They do. Ever. Well, really? They're so small.
1: Well, then you get a double. I like theirs on the protein style. That's what I like. Oh, um, but one story that I forgot to mention, everybody's talking about today, speaking of money, is affluenza boy out of Texas. Every well, it will, it will be interesting. He's the kid, Dylan's looking at me like, what? Well, he's the kid that killed people in a drunk driving situation. And his defense was that he grew up so rich that he didn't have a conscience, I guess, and didn't know right from wrong. So then he gets caught in a beer pong video now. And he and his mother, his mother, um, cleared out the house except the pinball machine, which, you know, bless his heart, he's going to have to make a sacrifice, I guess. They're on the lamb around the world. So I can't wait to see those two hauled in in flexi cuffs because th- that's, it's, it, could there be any bigger example of what's wrong with, with our nation right now than Ryan and his omnibus bill and this mother and her kid going on the lam because he didn't show up at a probation hearing and she doesn't want him to have to face the consequences. Of his actions, so anyway, um, how much time we have left, Dylan?
2: Got about a minute.
1: I got about a minute, and the last minute here, because this is my last show before Christmas. I just want to tell everybody out there, I'm going to get all teary again. I'm so sentimental. This has been just an amazing few weeks for me and actually a few months here. You guys out there on Facebook and Twitter, I, you know, I think Tracy wanted me to give a shout out, um, to everybody on America Trends last night. I have so many phenomenal friends and family on Facebook and Twitter that I just really don't think it's fair to like mention any specific names. I just want you all to know that as I go into Christmas break, I'm leaving, um, this week and I'll be gone next week. Please support Zach and Timothy Monday and Tuesday night right here on Amy. 1170 at 8 p.m. Um, I just want to tell you that the best present that I've gotten this year is is the support that I've gotten from you all out there, especially this week as I was hosting America Trends, which was a real challenge and just a scary thing for me to do. You all you know, cradled me and just you all were like my friend, Elisa Brent, who... I told her she came in to, like Dijon did uh, to help me at the studio. I, I told her, and, and you guys are all like this. You guys are like those people that stand below a burning building and tell somebody who's on the ledge to jump. And that's what you guys are for me every week and have been now. And so I just wanted to you know, tell you all that before Christmas and tell you how much you all mean to me and how very blessed that I feel. And
4: I'm not going to be able to, Chris, you got to close out the show because I'm just well, just keep Merry lying. Christmas to everybody. Happy Holidays. Andrea's getting all <laughs> emotional here. All but right. what she wanted to say is thanks for listening and uh, have a great holiday season.
1: Right. Thank you, Chris, Thank for you. wrapping it up for us. Happy Holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. And I'll talk to you in a week and a half. Week after next. Love you all. what happiness to you
4: Cause happy Babylon
1: If you feel like that's what you want